Hello again, friends. Today I want to introduce you to a very interesting guest. Her name is Dr. Selvi Rangasamy, and as you'll learn, she's a trained medical doctor who now practices a very interesting kind of healing. Stand by. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul and particularly to help other left brain types like I think I am to ask the right questions in our search for deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So let's get started with today's adventure. Today we talk with Dr. Selby, and I think you'll find her story both inspiring and helpful. And for those of you who may suffer from health issues, Dr. Selfie offers an alternative alternative method of healing, if you will, that I certainly found intriguing, and I'm sure you will too. Here we go. Hello, everybody. This is Mike, and welcome to the Soul Unleashed podcast again. My guest today that I'm very excited to have is Dr. Selvi Rengasami. And I got that right, right? Yes, you did. Okay, awesome. Uh, Dr. Selvi is a healer and also a medical doctor. And Dr. Selvi, what I'm going to ask you to do just initially, my my audience is comprised of a lot of people who are skeptics basically about the whole spiritual thing. So you are involved now in things that I would have thought were a little bit out there not, not long ago in terms of healing. Yeah. But I think it's important that, that our the audience listening understands you know, what your story is a little bit and and why you got to where you are. So could you cover that, please? Absolutely. I mean, and to be honest, I thought it was out there. You know, when I was in <laughs> medical school and the whole medical world, I was like, those people are crazy. And then all of a sudden, one <laughs> fine day, I became one of them. So, <laughs> so I get it. Um, what took me there was my personal healing journey. So I went through a journey with autoimmune disease with uh, something called Crohn's disease, which is it's an inflammatory disease of the digestive tract. And at the time I was in college when I was first diagnosed and I was struggling, you know, with being really sick, but not just being really sick, but not able to get better, eventually needing surgeries. And I was fully trusting in Western medicine and the um, the medications they were offering me and things like that, and not tuning into the energetic side of the picture at all. Mm. And uh, not only did I not get better, but I wound up needing surgery eventually. I mean, and my first surgery was actually an emergency surgery my last semester of college, I wound up needing a temporary ostomy, which is basically a bag on the side of your abdomen where the, the what should go into the toilet comes out into the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it led into a cycle of needing more and more surgeries, being on these medications, and not being able to get to any place where I felt better at all. I was very low on energy. I was literally struggling, and my doctors were like, well... You're an interesting patient, which you do never ever want to hear as a patient, because that basically <laughs> means we don't know what the heck to do with you. So anyway, fast forward a few years, I go through a few more surgeries. I'm laying on the operating table. I'm looking at the lights and it hits me. I'm like, this is going to continue to be my life unless I change something. And that was where 
I basically just made a plea with myself, with God, with whatever you want to call a force greater than myself. And I said, I'll do anything, whatever it takes to get out of this. That was when I started to finally take some responsibility. I started to step into the world of holistic medicine, right? So Eastern medicine, acupuncture, um, Ayurveda, things like that, which helped me to start to understand my physical body as a whole, started to understand that there was a role to emotions in the body. But I also started to discover that in the same way that blood runs through your body, that nervous impulses run through the body, right? Through your nerves. There's also this intangible world of energy that runs through the body that depending on the school of thought, Eastern medicine, so Chinese medicine calls it chi, um, Ayurvedic medicine, Indian medicine calls it prana. It's life force energy. And can I ask you, can I ask you just a course, quick question? Of course. Um, before you get away too far away from it, your story here. Mm-hmm. So where, where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. No way. Me too. Um, really? So where in New Jersey? Uh, Fairlawn. It's in Bergen County. Okay. I was way south of that. Okay. But um, so when you were going to school, mm-hmm. where where was that taking place when you were having all these operations and everything? In New York City. Um, so first operation I was at, I was an undergrad here at Columbia University. Uh, the later surgeries, well, by that point in time, I was already into medicine. Um, okay. And uh, it was probably my third major surgery where I realized that my body was really pushing back. My body was asking for something um, and that I needed to pay attention. And that was pretty much when I stepped away from medicine. So you, you're in New York City now, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you were going to Columbia, were you there for medicine at no. the time? No, I was there for my undergrad in, I chose to do it in engineering. So okay. um, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. good. You're a left brainer. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started having these struggles or these challenges while you were an undergrad for engineering. Mm-hmm. When did you make the decision to become a medical doctor? That actually, believe it or not, I made the decision to become a medical doctor when I was about five years old. I just um, was very a math person, very much a science person, very much just a technical brain. My dad was an engineer. My brother was an engineer. I think kind of sort of ran in the family. So Mm-hmm. Though I knew I wanted to go into medicine, I was like, I want to do engineering as an undergrad, um, just to do it differently, not to do the traditional biology major route. So I was like, eh. So what was your uh, religious upbringing like? Mm-hmm. So I was raised Hindu. Um, and so we had more, I would say more of a a religious um, background than a spiritual background per se. So meaning, you know, my parents would observe um, religious festivals and rituals and make the traditional foods and things like that. I don't know that I was necessarily exposed to spirituality until much later on my healing journey um, in a way that at least in a way that made sense to me. So when you decided that you were interested in other practices other than Western medicine, Mm-hmm. It wasn't that much of a pivot for you, was it? Or was it to, to look at Eastern medicine? It actually was because, um, again, even acupuncture to me at that point in time felt a little out there. It was like, is this real? Is there anything to it? And I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what? I really don't have anything to lose. So why not see? And, and you, mm-hmm. you were driven to that exploration 
by the when, by the operating table experience? Partly that. I also eventually, um, also at that point, yeah, right about the same time, I was on doses of medications that I knew were not, not just not healthy, but borderline toxic. So mm. I was on about eight times the recommended dose of one particular medication and still my symptoms were out of control. My blood work was not good and I just felt awful. And, you know, I'm here in my late twenties, maybe there's so much of life that I want to live. I'm not able to work at this point. I'm not able to feel comfortable in my body. I'm not able to eat things without worrying. I'm not able to get through the day with any sort of peace of mind. And I was like, this is not quality of life. Right. So were you, were you a doctor then? Mm-hmm. Were you yeah. still medical school? Okay. Yeah. What was your specialty? Pediatrics. Awesome. So, so I, I interrupted your journey there. I apologize. That's okay. But I just wanted to better understand the framework and it's, uh, it's perfect, honestly, for the, for me and the, and the type of folks that listen to me, I think. So mm-hmm. please, please go ahead. So um, you, you were, you were at the acupuncture stage, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I go to see this acupuncturist and at the time I'm having, um, basically rectal inflammation. So it's inflammation, you know, inside in a very glamorous area, um, and would annoy me to sit down was painful to walk was painful. Right. And it was creating all of these impacts. And I remember her placing, you know, the needles on certain points and it felt like a balloon just started to deflate. And I'm like, how the heck is this happening? My doctors have given me all of this medication and all of these, you know, therapies and nothing helps. And you stick one little needle and one little point and all of a sudden it starts to deflate on the spot. She's like, yeah, the energy just opened. I was like, what? <laughs> and she started to educate me again, a very curious person. So she would feel my pulse and she would say, are you feeling frustration today? I'm like, how the heck do you know that on the pulse? Like, I only know that it's 74 beats per minute. Like, where are you feeling anger in my pulse? And she would explain things. And she started to educate me on the link between food, emotions, energy that is flowing in the body, blocked energy, what that looks like, how my symptoms were correlating with all of this. And I started to understand health in a whole different way, in a much more integrated way. a, a normal or typical acupuncturist or does she have another specialty i mean i've known acupuncturists that weren't that good mm-hmm. did was that what she did yeah that was her full-time job yeah it was acupuncture okay. and she's just you know she's also a bit of a, a nerd when it comes to education and things like that so we <laughs> vibed really well off of each other <laughs> <laughs> okay so did that so continue with your journey so that worked for you obviously then, mm-hmm. then what And then I wound up being referred, believe it or not, to a different acupuncturist, this one in New York City. And I was like, I've already got an acupuncturist. What the heck? And this is through a friend of a friend. And she was like, no, this woman's different. It's like, again, okay. I didn't understand why I didn't take her number. I didn't take her information on the spot. I just kind of let it be. And the next morning, my intuition, something inside of me said, now I got to talk to this woman. So I reached back out to this friend and asked for the contact information. I made an appointment. I went to see this acupuncturist. What I did not know is that she was already on the spiritual path and was about to um, 
basically start me on a spiritual path as well. So I go into her office and, you know, we start talking about, you know, my mind is so left brain, right? Still, basically, that I'm focused on physical symptoms. I'm telling her what I've been doing with my other acupuncturists, the diet changes I've been making, da 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 da. She stops me and says, okay, what's going on inside your heart? What's going on inside your head? And she just forces me to look inside and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I didn't have the languaging. I didn't have the background. I didn't have any of any of the the core elements that I needed, right? So she was basically assessing where I was, realized that I was at the very, very beginning and took me by the hand and step-by-step step started to introduce me to things like meditation, like understanding the patterns that were playing out, the mental loops that were playing out. And then eventually started to help me to feel where energy was stuck in my own body. And I started to become less and less resistant to these things that seemed out there because all of a sudden these out there things were the things that are actually helping me. And I was starting to feel better and I was starting to have more energy and I couldn't deny it. Right. And at some point I started to trust it and to realize that there was more here. Um, fast forward, I mean, through several years, eventually I was able to get off of medications altogether. I feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life. And I don't even think about the quote unquote disease process that I, I say that I had because it's not a part of my life anymore. And getting into these more intangible areas, getting into you know, the emotions that were stuck in different areas in my energy field, learning to work with my energy field, really opening up to possibilities started to help me to grow and evolve in ways that my left brain cannot understand. But the deeper part of me, my soul, my intuition, my higher self, all of that knows to be true. Do you do, um, I'm going to ask you in just a second about what you do in terms of helping people and how you, you went to that, you know, from being a receiver to a giver of, mm -hmm. of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and of course, now that I brought that up, I forgot what I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. I'm sorry. So why don't we it's cover okay. that? How, how did you go from being a receiver to a giver? So the reason I went into medicine in the first place was to help people. Right. And at some point I started to realize for me, then I wasn't really making much of an impact on a person's life. You know, I had 15, 20 minutes to talk to them, to diagnose them, to give them a prescription, to send them out the door, and then to, you know, later on write notes, all of this sort of stuff. And for me, what I valued is the connection with the person, is understanding who they are, is understanding what's really going on, and now how can I actually help you to help yourself? So... So that's number one, right? So that was always there. Then as I went through my own healing journey, I started to understand for me what was making the most impact. And that was the world of holistic health and everything that went along with it, right? And even these more intangible areas. So I started to realize that I could help people to create more of an impact using the tools in the Eastern medicine toolbox and the holistic health world versus the Western medicine health world. And so that's what I wanted to do because I've seen the power, I've seen the impact, I've seen the effectiveness, and I knew that it could translate beyond me. 
And, you know, having been in my doctor's office being told, you're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life, you know, you're going to have to accept this quote unquote new normal, your quality of life is going to change. And when I started to realize that I got to a point where I felt the best I've ever felt in my life, I was like, wait a minute, there's something here. And this can translate to other people. Now, how do I do this? So I remember now what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. So d- did you also alter, improve, extend your spiritual life as this happened? How did it impact you personally? Absolutely. You know, um, people ask me about spirituality and my spiritual life now. And I, I tell them, you know, it's become my anchor. It's my way of being. It's my way of living these days, you know. Um, I start my days off with meditation. And when I first started to meditate, it was a game changer. You know, the insights that would start to come through, the connections that I was able to make within my own body. Um, You know, reading the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, right, who talks about, you know, quantum healing and things like that, which to my left brain is like, this guy sounds like a freaking quack. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And then I not only read the book, but I start putting it into practice during meditation, visualizing my intestines as healing, like down to the cellular level. Again, I'd seen colonoscopies. I'd seen the images. I knew what inflammation looked like. I knew what normal looked like. And I remember being terrified to have this one colonoscopy and I'm doing this work and the colonoscopy happens. And I come out in the recovery room, my gastroenterologist is like, I don't know what you've been doing, but your intestines look like a normal person. I'm like, oh, gosh, maybe there's something here. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so you, you, you do a meditation practice. Mm -hmm. I do that. Mm -hmm. Have, Have there been other changes that you've done spiritually? Like, do you have a spiritual guide or person that you talk with? Or is it How does that work? That's a little more open. I mean, I do, for example, I connect with trees. I connect with nature. That's a big one for me. Um, I knew things were really starting to shift when I could, you know, feel my ancestors. You know, my grandmother who had passed, all of a sudden I would feel, there was one day I was upstairs here in my apartment in the bedroom, and um, all of a sudden I smelled her scent right near the bed. And I just felt her with me. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, you know, things like that, that would just happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I can't deny the interconnectedness that's here. Um, that is awesome. You yeah. mentioned something that I saw you write earlier about how you're able to, I'm probably going to use the wrong words, but understand or communicate with organs of, of people, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, to my left brain sounds crazy, but how does that work? Yeah, I, I totally get you there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was able to feel it myself, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> I, um, I was, uh, I was detoxing my body and, you know, I was in a place where I was taking a lot of rest and so physically tired laying on my sofa and, um, I'm just relaxing and I'm more or less in a meditative state. And all of a sudden, I could feel my liver. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. What the heck? And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's not crazy. Hold on. Let's just breathe and let's just see what happens here, right? 
And I could, you know, I was getting an image of the filtration that was happening in my liver. And, you know, again, like I've seen physical livers and that's what it looked like. And it was like, okay, it was starting to open. It was starting to filter. It was starting to decongest. And I could feel into that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy, (laughs) but also undeniable. So, you know, in my work with clients, for example, you know, when it first started, when this intuitive um, guidance started to come through, I was trying to my best to deny it, right? (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) This can't be true. Let me ignore it. And it would just get louder. So I remember being on a group call that I was leading and, you know, one of the women was talking about something that she thought was the problem. You know, I talk about the difference between what you think is the problem or what your brain thinks is the problem versus what's the actual issue that's going on. Right. So Mm -hmm. it might be something um, like this woman who was like, I want to speak more. I want to give workshops. I want to share more, but I don't understand something's holding me back. Well, the issue was that she didn't feel safe in her own body on a deep level. This goes back to childhood, right? To not feeling safe in her own body. So as we started to do deeper work, then, you know, she started to feel safe in her own body. The speaking started to then automatically happen. So me sitting and coaching her on how to speak, how to put together a talk, how to use your voice was not going to make a difference until she felt safe in her body, right? So that was her energy communicating with me and me starting to understand that and communicating that to her in a way that she could actually hear it and receive it. There have been other incidents, you know, where um, people's ancestors have come through and have, you know, there's a communication or sorry, a connection between a physical symptom that's happening now and, you know, a client's grandmother who passed um, and she was holding this unprocessed energy unprocessed emotion in her pelvis. And this was then creating menstrual issues. You know, again, like, it was like, this sounds crazy. And (laughs) we start working through it. And all of a sudden, her menstrual cycles shift, her PMS shifts, like all of this starts to change. And now her creativity is open. And I was like, I can't deny this. Like, how how was that related to her ancestor? And how did you communicate? Or did you communicate with the ancestor? So what was happening was she was having these um, menstrual issues, this tension in her in her pelvis area, and the energy in the pelvis um, is related to creativity and to creative expression. Um, you know, feeling that sort of creative passion, fire, power, right, and putting that out into the world. Her grandmother was a very creative soul and was into writing and was into expression and all of this sort of stuff. She was very close to her grandmother um, and was not able to process through the emotions of her grandmother's death due to, I forget the exact circumstance, but there was something else going on. So she kind of had to power through and not really process it. So that wound up getting stored in her pelvis. So when we, when I was guiding her, into that stuck energy in the pelvis, all of a sudden I felt her grandmother's presence. And I was like, wait, talk to me about your grandmother. It feels like it's your mother's mother. And I'm like, I'm not a medium. What the heck is happening here? (laughs) And she was, you know, expressing to me what had happened and that she wasn't able to, you know, really get over it. Like her grandmother's death was shocking and it was hard. And she told me a bit about her grandmother. And we started to understand that there was a link here. And 
as we started to work on the energy on the energetic level and also process what was happening, the energy started to automatically open up and she felt that shift happen. We felt that there was, you know, a resolution between her and her grandmother. And she also had the peace of knowing that her grandmother's spirit is still with her and is still wanting the best for her. And that just gave her such comfort. That's cool. So, uh, Doctor, I, I think the answer to this question is yes, but I want to ask you a little more about it. So mm-hmm. does does the fact that you're a doctor, you've been through medical training, help you with understanding, like you said, you could visualize your liver? I, I, don't, I, have, I don't have a clue what a liver looks like, right? I've never seen one. Um, well, not a human one. So, yeah. so being a doctor, I would assume, helps you with that visualization. Are there people that do what you do that are not doctors? How do they do that without the training that you've had? You know, um, I think the training does help to some extent, but I don't necessarily know that it's the be all end all per se, because for me, I think a large part of what's been happening and what's you know continuing to open up for me has been more right brain, more trusting that intuition that's been coming in stronger and stronger. And so other people do do it. I mean, I know of at least one other person that I'm aware of on Instagram and I'm sure there's many medical intuitives, right? Which is probably the mm-hmm. catch all term I would use. Um, and I don't know that they necessarily see it per se, like see the organ per se, but you can still feel um, into that organ system or into that organs energy. Um, and it's really cool. Cause sometimes it's just, you know, that's, it's as specific as the body is asking for this particular food or the liver feels stressed and needs this particular practice or food or tea or something. And it can be that simple just to start to shift things. Um, uh, can I ask you, you, you t- use the term medical intuitive, which I think is cool. I'll probably steal that from you and use it when I describe what we're talking about here. Yeah. But what what is it for people who are listening that you do exactly? Why would someone come to you? Mm-hmm. And and what what how do you work with somebody? So I work with people in a couple of different ways. So some people come to me purely for energy healing. They know that, you know, they have a pretty good handle on their health. Um, either they don't have any chronic diseases at all, or they're just, you know, they're in a pretty good place. And they want to dive more into those energy layers because they have a pretty solid foundation with the physical, mental, emotional. So we go more into the energetics realm, clearing out energetic blocks, that sort of thing. Um, other people come to me because they are struggling with their gut health. And that can look like being diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease or having IBS or um, not having a diagnosis. To me, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. It's just your digestive system is out of balance, right? So when someone comes to me in that space, then we work on all of those layers, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the energetic, to bring them back into balance, right? So a big part of how I work is in meeting you where you're at. So whether that is, you know, your physical body is feeling the most stress right now, or maybe, you know, like that's somewhat okay, but it's more, you know, the unprocessed emotions, those stuck energies that we need to focus on. And oftentimes it's both and it's kind of simultaneous. So I'm very intuitively led. um, And it's, For me, it's mostly what is your body? What is your system asking for in this moment? And let's meet it where it's at. Because when we start to do that, then 
not just as the energy start to open, but the healing, the repair starts to happen automatically. So if I wanted to work with you, <clears throat> what what does that look like? I mean, do we do Zoom calls or do we meet regularly by, it's remote, I assume, right? It is. You don't, you don't need to lay hands on me or anything. No. So is that how it works? Yes. So it is a Zoom call. Some people want to do, you know, um, a strategy session and just kind of book strategy sessions as they go. So like one-off type sessions, which is an hour session. Other people want to, you know, work together for a longer period of time. And so then, you know, I have packages that we can talk about where it might be, you know, a three month or a five month uh, period of time that we work together through Zoom still, but, you know, we go deeper and I might, you know, give you some intuitive guidance in between, um, you know, we might have some messenger support to just keep that progress happening outside of sessions as well. Do you help people do something as common as lose weight or is that related to more serious problems? No, it's all related. I believe it's all related and weight and gut health are intimately related. And again, it comes back to how is your body out of balance? Any sort of physical symptom in my experience is your body crying out for something is a sign that your body is out of balance and it's trying to communicate something, right? So how do we get to what's actually underneath that, which is sure there may be a diet component, there may be a lifestyle component, maybe both, but I can guarantee you that there are deeper layers that also need to be addressed in order for that weight to not just be lost, but to stay off, right? Because it's a sign of something else going on. Is that inflammation? Is there emotional stuff underneath? Is there both, right? And that's where, um, for me as a practitioner, it's, you know, it becomes interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so help me with, uh, and my listeners help, help me understand how to, find you? How, how do we find you if we want to work with you? Mm -hmm. So you can um, come to my website, which is www.drselvi.com. Um, and so that's one way um, I have. Uh, you, for, for those, for people that I know how to spell your name, but can you spell that for us? Absolutely. D-R-S-E-L-V-I.com. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, also on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, it's my full name, Selvi Rengasami. Um, and then on Instagram, it's at doctor.selvi.coach. Doctor.selvi.coach. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for, for my listeners, I'll, I'll put all this in the show notes that are associated with this, both on YouTube and wherever mm -hmm. the podcast is. Yeah. Do you have any, any, um, platforms that you like a book or a podcast or anything that you do uh not yet not yet no okay there's <laughs> gonna be a book in the works yeah awesome <laughs> i hope so good yeah and uh, right. if you like i can provide my calendly link too if anyone you know wants oh, to yeah, please. talk please well, well yeah. why don't you give it to me now and i'll put that in the show notes too though mm -hmm. uh so that is so HTTPS uh, Calendly.com slash Dr. Selvi, D-R-S-E-L-V-I. All right. And someone who, who uses that link would be scheduling what? So they can either schedule a gut health strategy session or an, um, an energetic attunement session, which is the energy work um, session. Or if they're interested in, you know, working with me um, in my VIP program, 
there's a link there as well. So okay, awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. Any anything else that you want to share with? Uh, we're about where I try to keep it lengthwise. So anything else that you want to share with with anybody before before we say goodbye? Just that. Um, what not just what your body is capable of, but the type of healing that your entire being is capable of is much more than your mind can possibly comprehend. It's I believe it's how we're wired as beings. And if you allow yourself to move past resistance and skepticism, chances are you'll surprise yourself. I know I did. That is awesome. Uh, and you know, you just made me think of one of the things, one other question. Mm-hmm. Can you reverse things? I believe so. Okay. It's actually today I had someone ask me that about something else, and I, I said, I, I, if you believe it, maybe you can, but you're the person they ask. So, mm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Selby. I really appreciate it. It's been fascinating talking to you. And uh, if you would just hang on, please, as soon as we say goodbye here, and uh, we'll we'll wrap this up offline. But thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I certainly enjoyed talking with Dr. Selby. She really seemed to light up the screen when I interviewed her, and I hope that came through on the audio podcast as well. All of her contact information can be found in the show notes for both the audio and the video versions of this podcast. As always, it helps my podcast and it helps other truth seekers to find me. If you would consider taking a moment to subscribe or like this podcast, and if you could take the time to leave a review, that'd be even better. Thank you. Thanks again, and I'll have another podcast next week. Bye-bye.